Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. After a great round of rugby league, the picture becomes a little bit clearer. Uh, a couple more teams out of the race, a few more throwing themselves back into contention in what was a pretty decent round overall, Boxhead. Yeah, well, that's why we shouldn't really talk about it too much, I guess, in terms of who makes it and who doesn't, because every week it changes. Uh, mainly a couple of weeks ago, people were writing them off, and I gave them one more week, and since then they haven't lost. So uh, it just proves you, you win two or three in a row, and you're you're back into relevancy in terms of the top eight. Yeah, well, the Dragons obviously steering themselves on the right ship now, Manly. Well, how many um, games in a row did they lose? Seven. Seven, and you can still, you're still relevant for the top eight, which they, is ridiculous. They banked points early, much yeah. like Melbourne. Melbourne lost five or six in a row after banking um, some early points as well. But, it's mediocrity. Uh, the Warriors falling away now. Obviously, Penrith pretty much done and buried. Uh, the Eels got a win, but you'd think they're buried, and Canberra pretty much blew their chance last night. Yeah. So yeah, think, well, yeah. So you're saying that there's ten teams left, basically. Yeah, realistically, I think there's a jostle really now. Well, the TAB released a market last night for the Tigers to make the eight now. So, I mean, it changes every week. What are they on? They're on eighteen. Eighteen. Oh, four wins is not enough for them to get in. Twenty six. No. no, I'm just saying that. Yeah. It's funny how one result changes everything. So. Oh, that's all well and good. Yeah, but I think twenty eight's the bare minimum. So if you're looking at that now, Canberra's on the dead set threshold, um, along with Power. But I wouldn't say Power or Canberra with. Uh, they're for and against the way they're playing, getting them in Manly and the Warriors sitting there as well. But obviously, Manly, the only realistic one out of those two, the Warriors have basically submitted the last two weeks with their performances. But um, before we get into the Fast Five, I suppose we'll quickly run over this new TV deal. Not in great length. It's only the Channel, uh, the channel 9 TV deal. And uh, I haven't looked into it a whole great deal because it doesn't include Foxtel and it's a long way away, but just the outline of it. Uh, well, they've secured the rights to screen matches on Thursday, Friday, Saturday during prime time and Sunday 4pm. So, no, well, it's a major change in the fact that there won't be that second Friday night game that we're all yeah. sick night. of, I guess. It's full of ads. Monday night at the moment is off the table unless uh, Fox Sports are going to pick it up. But then again, the NRL are sort of saying that we don't want to have our round uh, go from um, Thursday to Monday. I'll they, tell you I think what, fans though. will get sick of it. I'm not um, a big fan of Thursday. I prefer Monday. I'd rather Monday. I reckon I'd Monday. Monday for me is almost like a reward. You have your day back at work and you come home well, and you've got a game. I'd like rather Thursday. Both. Thursday for me is like a bit of a false false weekend. Like you watch the football and you stay up and then you've got to go to work the next day. Yeah, I'd I, rather both. I wouldn't have a problem with exactly how it is now, but taking that second Friday game and playing it on Thursday. Well, they'd have to be pretty bloody smart with the draw if they're going to spread it out over five days, though. That's yeah. the only problem. I can't see how they wouldn't make it work. It just it just mean that the NRL would have to do the draw, not the TV companies. Yeah. Uh, TV broadcasters. Uh, but basically, it's it'll give Channel 9 a Saturday night game. Now, as long as I've been alive, I can't remember... 
the last time I watched a game on Channel 9, apart from the finals, finals yeah. that was broadcast by Channel 9. It's always been Fox. Yep. Um, so 925 million. 925 million. Origin uh, is going to be played on a Wednesday, then a Sunday, and then a Wednesday. The Sunday will be part of a standalone weekend, which I think is a good idea. So is that still going to be a couple of weeks apart per game? Yeah. Yep. It'll stay as is, but and that, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, yep. uh, which is a little bit weird, but I think it makes sense. It yep. then shortens the comp to... 25 instead of 26 with only one split round, which I think is perfect. So that mean, that'll mean no buys. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. Uh, International Rugby League will move to the end of the year, uh, which again makes sense. Uh, the, the fact that we we sort of go. Uh, well, we have an Anzac test and we don't even play it on Anzac. International no. to. Well, originally it was the. Um, the RSL. There was something to do with the RSL in terms of playing it on Anzac Day. And oh, okay, well, I've... yeah, there was there was issues around it. It used to be played on Anzac Day or, or close enough to, but now it's played nowhere near it. Yeah, um, so it's sort of lost relevancy, I so guess. Not in city... terms of the Anzac. Well, no. our Anzac, our Anzac games are now club games, not yeah. this test. You don't you don't associate Anzac Day. With the test, you're saying Anzac, Anzac Day with Roosters yeah, versus Dragons, and, and now they've spread it out. The yeah, big, the big day, which Storm was great. Storm New Zealand now comes together, and yeah, obviously they had South Broncos up Brisbane. Um, yeah, but that's that's the basis of it. Yeah. Um, so City Country, again, this, this is 2018. We're talking about 2018. Yeah, but City Country looks like it's dead from that rep well, weekend be. because basically there's no time there if that's the rep round to play it. No. Uh, so it's basically now looking like it's going to get the scrap. The Pacific Test. Uh, yeah, well, the they'll play two. They'll probably play Fiji, well, Fiji Samoa. Tonga, yeah, uh, Tonga, Samoa, Fiji, Papua New Guinea, or something. Yeah, something like they like did that. this year. But that's just a rough outline. Like I said, a couple of years away. I didn't have a great look into it. I didn't get too excited. I know they spoke about it yesterday. But probably the biggest thing I take out of that, um, as a fan and as a watcher, uh, observer of the game, is I love Monday night football. I know it's not the best for crowds, but I love coming home on a Monday night and watching. The well, football. then this is going to be the argument. The NRL is going to say we don't want it because the crowds are poor. The clubs are going to say well, we don't. I don't want think it Thursday because... is going to be any better. Well, I'm just saying, the, the clubs are going to say, I don't want it because we don't draw a crowd. Uh, it's not feasible financially. But the TV networks are going to say, we want it because it rates well, very you, well. The one who's going to have a problem with this or is going to have to look into it is Fox, as you mentioned, because as far as I know, the Matty John show rates to the absolute roof with that lead-in on yeah. Monday night as well. So their Foxtel is going to have to reshuffle their setup, which has been absolutely outstanding as far as rugby league programming is concerned, but in particular the Matty John show. So they're going to have to find something new or a way around that. Yeah, I don't know if they could do that for Thursday. It wouldn't work. Well, no, really. Monday night set really, up for him. It's going to be. It'll be Sunday night footy. You're going to then get Sunday night footy. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, well, they're going to have to do something. You're going to have. You're going to have Thursday, Friday, which will be two games. You'll then have Saturday, which will be three. Take us to five, and then you're going to have to play the other three on Sunday if there's no Monday night, mm. which means you'll have your. Sunday night football and then lead in lead into Matty Johns or whatever. Well, two four six like we used to have two four six o'clock. Or Basically, bang yeah, bang bang. I'd imagine. Another. I'd imagine so. Yeah. Or maybe that late game be seven o'clock kickoff, like an extra hour on, on a Sunday. No, I think Sunday you, you've got to have it at six because it's it's you know the end of the weekend. Well, I used to quite enjoy that, but same deal. Coming home from Monday since I've been a working man compared to when I was at school, I've always enjoyed Monday night football. As yeah, I far love as Monday football and too. I love sitting there. Like I said, but I can see both sides of the argument. Yeah, Thursday to me, like I said, it just feels false. Every time this year, I've even disliked those games because I associate Friday night footy with my weekend starting. Yeah, not Thursday night where I've got to go to work again the next day. So um, if that's what they're going, I don't know. I'd that, rather both. Yeah, uh, I, I think five days is a bit of a slow burn. I like it the way it is now, but uh, that's the rough outline of that. Not much, too much time. I want to put into that or break a sweat. See what happens with the Fox side of things as well. 
Uh, but starting off, as we always do, the highlight, the low light, the best, the worst, and any questions coming out of the round, it is the fast five. What was your highlight? I had a few. Um, there was a few. Obviously, I did the City to Surf. That was a bit of a highlight. Well, it was a highlight finishing it. I got through alive. Um, the Seagulls were tremendous on Friday night. I thought uh, their performance at Brookvale was very good. The Dragons smashing the Warriors. Um, but probably the highlight for me was the Sharkies. I thought they were brilliant. Um, against the Cowboys on Saturday night. So uh, there were a few games. Even last night's game was a, a bit of a highlight for me. I couldn't really nail it down to one. Yeah, what was well, yours? I put it down to one game. It was the game you just mentioned. It was the Sharks. Yeah. Um, in the past, we've basically said that their football's not conducive to get them to win a competition, but I think they've... I still added, don't think it is. I still think there's an extra element, like I spoke about now, that they didn't have before. Um, there's just a few small nuances with Holmes you can pull points out and Bird, and then I think having Graham and Lewis there... They've got a couple of guys that can chip in as far as the ball playing. They're not scoring, you know, a heap of points, but I think they're more dangerous than what they were. And defensively, I think they've gone to another level, which is something in the past they were gritty, but you could break them down. I think their defence has gone to another peg, and I think they've got a few more uh, options as far as their attack's concerned. Well, I look at key positions, and I, I just don't think they're up to it. But I'm still not going to put them, uh, you know, in that top three echelon with those other sides at this point in time. Well, they've beaten the Cowboys twice. Yeah, but they've beaten the Roosters twice. I want to see them beat them in September. So, yeah, I'm with you there, but like I said, I think I, I can't ignore well, I th- it. I think if they lean in the top four, big know, opportunity. That's, that's, that's massive, so. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm growing more towards it, purely because the edges, I'll, I'll touch a little bit more on that when we get to their game, but, uh, yeah, that was my highlight. What about your low light? Well, what was yours? Oh, it was Panthers. Yeah, game. there you go. It was Sim- horrible. And Sim- in particular... I, I stayed up I, for I've it. Given, I've given Penrith plenty of credence because of injuries, and I've given that to most teams, but they look like they've just given up. Well, I haven't, horrible. I haven't said it. I haven't said that. It just wasn't simply not good enough. Well, Elijah Taylor probably wasn't happy with the press conference, but like, what, who's he kidding when he acted like he was a little bit disappointed with the comments that our season's over? It is over. Yeah, well, what are they on? They're going to win 18. They're going to win. They're under Parramatta now. They're almost... They're in the well, contention with the spoon. They're only one win uh, ahead of Newcastle. You can't make the eight if nah. you've got... 26 18. is not enough. 26 won't be enough. And they're 4-1 against is terrible. They can hope, but... Yeah, well, 4 against is horrible as well. Yeah, they're on 18. No, they can't make the 8. And they're the worst attacking team, I think, as well. I know that's suffered because of the key position. Well, they are. They're only one win away from the spoon. It's just gone, right? got worse and worse, so they've really fallen into a rut. Tigers, Panthers, Titans are all on 18. If that was advertising the game to Darwin, I know they got a decent crowd in, but... Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think that's irrelevant. I don't think nah, that's... No, I know they signed that's the argument. deal, but if that's, the one, if that's the that, one game they got... They'd just be wrapped that they had a game there. Oh, I'm sure they would have the been. The quality of the game... But I hope they had plenty of cans. It wasn't obviously good, but you can't, you can't prevent that. You I hope they had plenty of cans, though, because I would have. But then again, you know, if you if you want it back ten weeks and and you give both teams full rosters, it would have been a good spectacle. You know, there were reasons for it being a stinker of a game. Um, but yeah, it was bad. I, I mean, I stayed up stayed up to watch it. Um, obviously, we was heading to bed early to get up early for City to Surf. But mate, I regretted staying up. I ended up fast forwarding through the majority of it um, and pausing it and watching the rugby union, mm. uh, which was a sad indictment on that game. Well, who is your best? Player, team, whatever. Uh, best best team, I'd have to give it to the Sharkies. Um, and I thought the Bulldogs were good. Dragons were good. Uh, player, Jake uh, Jake Trebojevic. Mm. Very, he very super. good. He got a double. Um, he's in my... Um, in, a, in a list of, of the younger players that I think are going to be a future internationals, he's got to be at the top of that list. Yeah, well, I think more, even more so, state of origin. You want to talk about needing some young forwards that are hard or firebrand. Uh, maybe not so much in the anger department, but he's just got so many strings to his bow. He's not the quickest bloke, but he's got good footwork. He's worked on a pass. 
He's got a brilliant tackling technique. He's got a motor. There's a lot of small boxes he's tipped, and he's put in um, you know, a lot of work to his craft to get himself there because he's not the biggest front row, and he's not the quickest bloke either. No, and probably a notable mention to um, James Tedesco, who was, again, super. He seems to get just pipped every week um, for the best player. But well, I'm going to keep flogging that horse. He's he the, was very good. Besides Sheck, he's been the best fullback this year. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and yeah, I, think, I, I think he's pushing I Shaq, still put it honest. in general. I, I floated him for Origin earlier in the year, and a lot of people said I was crazy, but I'd take him over well, more he's, than any day of the week. I'd take both of them. That was my argument. Yeah, well, I'm happy I'd to do that too, but then people whinge about the whole, you can't put many fullbacks into a team. Well, we do it for Australia we do. every year, so... Queensland do it. Queensland do it with Ingus and Slater. I've got a theory on it, but I'm not going to go over it now because we don't want to talk about origin. We're past that point. My best was fullbacks. This was a round of the fullbacks. Uh, Obviously, Tedesco last night again, absolutely outstanding. Roger Tuivasa-Shirk just embarrassed people. He had a few uncharacteristic errors, but overall he scored a hat-trick and dominated. Jack White was good too. Yeah, I was going to say, Jackie White was the other one. A couple of line breaks was outstanding, but for me, probably the highlight and just a little bit of a smile for me was Cameron Munster. Yeah. Um, I think... He hasn't obviously scored tries. He set a few up, but he's been so involved in every game I've seen him. And I thought, this kid looks really, really good. But the other day was a breakout game. Just it, It's been coming. He's almost made line breaks. He's set up a few, but that was a massive game. That was a couple of tries. Couple so of the other up. one, um, Brett Stewart again, set up a few tries on Friday. Probably been close to his best season. I think. Yeah, I agree. And uh, the other one I've got to throw in there again was Michael Innes. If, uh, we talked about hookers the other week, Hodgson and Grenfell. I think Innes is the other one who's probably top of the pops as far as getting that hooker yep. award this year. So. Uh, but what about your worst? This one's pretty easy for me. Shillo. Warriors. Shillo. What were you thinking, Dave? Yeah. Uh, I heard the interview after Aaron Woods said, congrats on your 200th, you've just gave us the game. And then he dared him to headbutt him and he had a second crack. So I heard today he didn't get charged. I think he got off. How did he get off? Pretty sure on the charge sheet. He's sure he headbutt twice. Pleaded not guilty, um, but he's not getting any fine. We'll have to look that up again. So what, he's got off on an early plea, is that what you're saying? So he got charged. I think it was contrary, contrary conduct. Or whatever. I looked at the rap sheet yesterday. I forgot now uh, what it was, but I'm pretty sure if he took the other guilty plea, he was off with nothing. That's ridiculous. But that's probably the other thing actually. So you go and throw a headbutt and get nothing for it. Well, I was a bit surprised about the inconsistency in the shoulder charges. I know Widop got smoked by Ben Madalino, but three weeks, and then Mason's looking at one, I think. And yeah, um, there was a couple. I didn't of, think there was much in Mason's. I think it was just more reactionary. He looked like a bad bad technique. He got wrong-footed and kind of tucked his arms in yeah. and kind of went front to front with him. Madalino's was pretty obvious, but... I didn't think... Um, they charged Jason Bakuya. Yeah. I thought Jason Bakuya's was just trying to put his body in front. I didn't, like, it was more... Like, Look, one of those tackles where it's all or nothing because he had to try and tackle him in the end Yeah, goal. you go front to front with somebody. That's yeah. what Mason's looked like. He got himself wrong-footed and the man cut him back in. And he just yeah, but I think if I was going to rank them in terms of which was less... Madalino's more, was the obvious one. Madalino's was the worst. Very Mason's, to me... Um, would have been the middle um, or, or, you know, on the borderline. But I thought Jason McHugh was no way. Well, they've definitely stated their intentions, though. If, uh, if Madeline... But then again, the week before, Kane Evans shoulder charge to someone and doesn't get well, charged. So I don't, of... I don't get it. I look at Madalino's again. and Change just trying to go, every week. You popped him clean front on and next thing, you know, he's, he's almost going to get a month out. I know it's, either, done, but that's... it's either a shoulder charge or it isn't. Like, yeah. forget about where your arm is and where... If your intent is not to wrap your arms, then it's a shoulder well, charge. Sam Cassiano's mum was pretty upset in the paper last week for that reason, after what happened. Well, he so... wasn't. I'm not too No, no, but she came out with the same deal. And... They get the violins out and so... get family involved. Look, Sam sort of said, laughed it off, but yeah, he's not well, the smartest man in the a world. A lot of them thought it was... Look, the rule is you can't do it. So I just hate regardless, of, if you don't wrap your arms, it's a shoulder charge. Yeah. Forget about all these indicators. I'm fine with that, but I don't. Again, react so reactive. We oh, go bang one week later, and then all of a sudden, there's just a million re- fines. Yeah, I've reaction. seen, I've seen borderline shoulder charges. How many times we said the last two years? years. That's yeah. a shoulder charge. That's yeah. a shoulder. And then all of a sudden, last week, 
They go, oh, there's a loophole. I go, when did the, we, I thought we banned it. Where's yeah. the, and as sad loophole? as it is, it's come on the back of yeah, um, poor old Ackerman and his family having to come years. out. And, and because a lot of people came out and said, oh, you know, why are we banned the shoulder charge? Yeah, well, ridiculous. A stupid argument to start with. Yeah. And then his family's forced to come out and defend the fact that yeah. it is banned, which is just ridiculous yeah. as a game. Bad look. But how many times have we said yeah, the last two years when we've seen a game and gone, that's a shoulder charge? Oh, and then last week they go, miraculously last week they go, oh, there's a loophole. Like, where's the loophole? The shoulder charge well, is a shoulder charge. there hasn't been a loophole because they haven't been charging anyone. That's what I mean. But last week, that's how they come out and deemed it all. It says here that if you do it this way and it's clean and not, I said, no, at the start. What I'd like to know is if he doesn't knock Sam Cassiano on his bum, it probably it probably wouldn't have even No, it wouldn't have got brought up. That's what I'm getting at. They're going, no, we changed it. And it said if there was no contact with the head or this and that. I go, no, you didn't. You said you banned the shoulder charge. That's there right. was nothing about uh, if you got him clean, which is what the, our argument was at the start before any of this happened. Yeah. That if they're going to leave it, they had to make it. If you stuffed it up, you got penalised heavily. Like they weeks, said it was yeah. done. But for the last two years, there's been a heap of them. And I, and I like the argument of particularly Matty Johns and Paul Kenny said, well, if you if you say you get it wrong, it's it's you know Mate. not not much uh, justice for the person who cops it. No, nah, well, which is which is a great point. That's why that I probably didn't think about. Still, just disturbed or bothered by that. That's last week. That's how they justified. Oh, there was a loophole. There was never a loophole. You said you banned it. Yeah, it was banned. There was no loophole if you got him clean. The loophole that, was that you dropped the ball on it. Yeah, because that was our argument at the start. That if it was either it was going to be banned completely or the fines had to be heavy. They said it was banned, so they can't come out two years later all of a sudden and go, "Oh, there was a loophole." There's no loophole. Yeah, that's a cover up. So, um, yeah, heavy penalties. And if anyone's stupid enough to do it anymore, they should take a look at Madalena. That was a, a good clean shot, fair enough. But that they've stated their intentions. That even if you if you do it now, you're going to cop it. Three weeks is a, a long time out for the shot that he put on. So uh, my worst was the the Warriors. I thought they were horrible. Mm-hmm. I know their season's over, but again, I felt sorry for Madalino. That that was a stupid moment, but he tried hard. Manorin tried hard, but there wasn't many others. They basically quit. They quit on their season. So basically, yeah. And I felt bad for Tui Lola here. He had a few moments again where he was trying hard early on, putting a grind on, but he didn't get much support. There was a lot of blokes that just shut down. So I'm interested to see. How they finish the year off, I obviously don't think anything's going to happen with McFadden, but if the results get uh, much worse, I know they've got a lot of players coming next year, surely they wouldn't do a coaching change again, would they? No. You'd hope he's, not. he's only just, he's, he, he gets next year. Yeah, he gets sure. the first 10 weeks of next year, first surely. three months or whatever. Mm. It'd be ridiculous to um, to sack the coach and then have all these players coming in with a new coach there. Like, you'd imagine that. Some of these players that have the fact that he was a coach written into their contracts after what we saw with Foran and Cherry Evans and yeah. the amount of, the amount of pool that players have now got in deals. Well, we had this talk earlier in the year though. If it did some miracle, how miraculously happen, and I doubt it will. Um, if it did happen, I'd be going for the New Zealand coaching staff like we talked about. And well, I said it, I said it four weeks ago that they were no. Sh- Everyone was saying, "Oh, they're in, they're, they're in." Well, no, taking Johnson out hurt a fair bit. Doesn't They've basically quit from that moment on. Thirty-six got- nil. One player doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Well, what about any questions? No, I posted up um, online and to see if we could get some because last week was such a big success. So I'll have a, I'll have a quick squizzy on there and see if we've got any. Did you have any? Well, we're having a look. Obviously, we touched on the Manly thing. Um, with the draw they've got coming home, do you think if they got to 28, like if they won three of the last four, do you think 28 would get them in? I know four and against is going to be a factor, but do you want, do you believe that would be enough to get three of the last four? Possibly? 28. They need three of the last four, I agree. So yes. four and against, do you think would be enough if they got three? Well, what's, I think they're four and against is not too bad. Well, it should be a bit you better. Keep, and, if, and if you keep winning, your four and against is going to be good. Yeah, but poss- that's what I'm just saying. Is, do you reckon there is the possibility that even with three of the last four now, they could possibly jag a spot? Yeah. Yeah. I honestly think they could almost win all four. I think the big one's the Roosters game. That's the real indicator, but it is at Brookvale. 
Um, but, yeah, the Sharks one's a tough game. They also get Canberra this week. That will be tough in itself, but um, they got Parramatta. So if they can win two of them, they at least need to win either the Sharks game or the Roosters game. Um, Souths, um, oh, they've copped a lot of flack. They've come out and said this and that, and, you know, oh, we're not listening, blah, blah, blah. But, honestly, I, I didn't think they were a premiership, uh, premiership threat at the start of the year. I didn't give them too much of a chance. Looking at what you're saying right now, do you think there's any possibility of them going back-to-back? No. No? Oh, I'm pretty much well, I said at the start of the year... History tells you the yeah, teams don't repeating. go back to back. And also, the hunger... You, Someone will eventually. Yeah, it will. The odds happen. just say... Well, I think the only team who had the chance or had that mentality was the Melbourne four-grand final side, even though they were cheating. I thought the Roosters last year were a decent well, chance. Mate, big time. They basically went second gear all year, mm. and they still almost got there. Um, the other one was the Sharks' top four thing. I think with South going the way they are, I think they've both got hard runs, but... Yeah, well, Jordan, there was a, there's a question here from Jordan Ridgewell based around that. Yeah, who do you think that who do you think will finish? South have got the whole top four to finish off. They've got to play Broncos, Cowboys, Roosters, and I think Cronulla. He thinks the Sharks will finish fourth, Rabbitohs fifth or sixth. I think they can grab that spot now. They've got a tough draw themselves. They have got Melbourne this week. They've got to play South, but I honestly think Sharks can find their way. Well, into I think that you can spot. probably put it down to that match. Whoever wins that match will probably finish fourth because they've got that buffer over Melbourne, and Melbourne's got a hard run home and can help the Roosters get the minor premiership really because they've got the Cowboys and the Broncos and the Sharks. So they all have an effect on each other. These last couple of weeks has worked out perfectly as far as the way the draw is. Yeah, which is really really good to see. Um, who do you think will win uh, the minor? Premiership. I, I get a real feeling now that the Roosters can grab it. That's Jordan again. I really think the Roosters can grab it now. Yeah, I tend to agree. I, I Favouring the Broncos, obviously, because they were so far ahead, and I think, well, I still I think, think they'll come good. I still think they're tapering. The last few weeks, people will start going, oh, they're done. I'm like, you have no idea. Alex yeah. Corvo's up there, and I knew how the Melbourne system worked. Well, like, Cameron Smith said that on Sterlo. Yeah, that's that's when I, I thought, think they're well, basically going the Melbourne route right now. That And they won a lot more games earlier. They haven't had a drop-off period yet. Yeah. So this looks like they're timing it right now. Well, we've got a few. I'll give you one. Sean Chan, it's going to be a long, long one. He said... Uh, if you became the Knights head coach, three-year plan to make educated assumptions with the salary cap also with a brand-new club like the Bombers, who would be a realistic top 25? Not um, crossed. Can't get that deep. No, I don't have enough time to do that. Nah, but got a J-O-B. Uh, basically, look, you'd, you'd be looking for one or two established players and then trying to pinch some younger kids to... Well, if you're that. looking at that side that's there right now, I'd be getting rid of most of it, to be honest. Yep. I'd be keeping Gagai... Um, you know, obviously, Mattiadio, you'd be keeping, even though Would so you have far, kept Tyron Roberts? I would have kept Tyron Roberts. I've, I like Tyron Roberts the prior two years. I think this year he's been treated a bit harshly. I'd be punting Mullen, to be honest. That's come from me, just because yeah. how much money they invested. You hate Mullen. Well, well, what's he done over the 10 years? I know he's had some injuries and probably hasn't had the best sides, but for all the talk and the money they've outlaid, um, yeah. he hasn't been the most consistent player in the world. I definitely wouldn't have bought Hodkinson. I think that was a reactive buy, mm. and they spent a little bit too much. He's been in better form, but... Uh, for Newcastle, for me, is a complete knockdown rebuild. Like, Newcastle should just do Scott, try and do similar to what Penrith did. They should be doing what the Titans are doing. They've got right a now. lot of uh, they've got a lot of good young juniors there. They should be doing what the Titans are doing right now, refusing refusing to spend money uh, unnecessarily. Well, I did say that earlier in the year. That's why I wasn't really worried about them not spending. I wasn't money, talking but... about them not uh, blowing money. I was more speaking about getting in the market full stop. Though they refused to get well, in. Well, then the they did and got Hodkinson. Yeah, which was silly. But that's so what that's I mean. what I mean. I, I, I'm with more what Kent said the other week, which is what my blow was all about. It's Newcastle this, Newcastle that. What is the Newcastle way? Yeah, it's that's not I don't, I, I'm not buying into that. I just don't think they should get in and jump I in think and buy someone they like They need Hodkinson. to clean out the back room because I mean, they, they're not doing their job. I don't think Hawkins is going to be any better than Mullen. Or, that whole club needs a rebuild. There's a lot more than just the, the football start. There's more they the football do. That's players. why. That's why I, I wasn't 
you know, really worried about them. But who's a big name the over the next couple of years? Like a big name coming off contract. I well, can't we've just really... had a couple go to the Warriors, like Luke and Shep. Yeah, but and we're whoever. talking right now. Like, okay, they might not have gone there, but they could have at least made a play for someone yeah. as big as that. I wouldn't have had an issue with that. Like, but then again, I sort of I was thinking, well, okay, if they're not going to the market, you know, to not get anyone, I don't mind it. And then they come out and get into the market and. Sign yeah, there, was, there was plenty of good stuff earlier in the year, though, before that one. That's what I was getting. No, and you I know, agree with that, but I, I sort of... There's yeah, players like Ethan Lowe and that that you could get on a, a you know decent money that I thought that could help with a spot that they need to rebuild at, and they just didn't seem to be in play for anyone. Mm. And then out of nowhere, they go, oh, they've just pulled Hodkinson out of nowhere, and they're the only ones that are willing to pay that price. So how about this, Sean? That's a bit of a long one for me to take into account. When we do our review, uh, I'll have a bit of a look in depth, and we'll have a look who's off contract next year and see if there's possible options to... Um, do a bit of a chop and challenge. Brad O'Kane, thoughts on Mason possibly getting two to three weeks and Shiloh playing next week. That's It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, even if they were crap headbutts, which they were, he tried to he throw, tried to throw a headbutt. Yeah, so basically, it's like saying I can throw two haymakers and not land one, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting suspended. That. Regardless, I thought, I'm with you, but I think it was just contrary conduct. It was 125 points or something, and the early guilty plea gets him off. Yeah, I thought Mason, like I said, got himself wrong-footed. Did it look like a shoulder charge? Possibly, but I thought he just got caught up and, and front-bumped him and knocked him over. So yeah. uh, He's also asked a question about, I don't watch a lot of AFL, but the umpire never seems to get questioned. The players know what the player's been stopped for. Well, also, so... like the fact that if the umpire tells a player to give the ball to the other team, it's given straight to the yeah. other team. Think, not always. Uh, no. Not I th- always. I and if it so... is thrown to the ground, they he's saying here, if it's not thrown to the ground, then the team uh, from the... New team in possession. Surely the NRL could be more but at the AFL in these areas. What they have a lot more officials, though, don't they? I agree. I, but I don't really watch the game. I, to be I, I think it's it's all subjective to what you watch and what you see. I, I've seen a lot of AFL games where the ball's been thrown away and they've yeah, been marked 50 metres. And I've seen NRL games where players are given the ball back simply, others throw it away. Yeah. The referees just need to, if they see it thrown away, and or always. the touch judges more, because they're, they're watching that sort of stuff. The referees are trying to adjudicate and control the game. March from 10 metres for it. Yeah. Simple. Um, yeah, I, don't I, don't, I don't think there's, you know, too much of a difference. Obviously, the AFL is less subjective. The, the frigging ball either goes through the post or it doesn't. Yeah. There's yeah, no, there's no bit subjectivity in, open, in terms of... in open play, though. The, ref, the ref's not like right there for you to pay that much attention to either. There's no offsides. It's just... That's right. It's a, a 360 game. It's not... So you're not, not, you're not as open about to interpretation as rugby no, league. You hear the whistle, you just keep going. Because basically, you've got a man you mark. You know. You don't have enough time to run up and give a bit of lip to. But anything else? No, that's about it. All right, well, that finishes up uh, all the questions and the Fast Five. We'll jump in to the reviews of the games from the weekend. Friday night, the Broncos, they went down to the Dogs, 18-16. Um, I think early on they looked like they had control. They got that double to Oates. Milford found that little gap there, and they had a glut of penalties in possession, mind you. But I was really impressed by the Dogs. I thought the, the fight back was brilliant, well, led I, by I Graham and, and Tolman. I thought first half they were sideways. They passed the ball a lot. They went overs. <laughs> I thought Moses and Bai was really the only player that took the line. I just thought it was the fact that Brisbane was so bad. Second half, the game opened up a little bit, um, and the Dogs, yeah, they played some good footy and things stuck for them, but I'm still not convinced. I'm not um, convinced, and, and, but... I'm, and I'm more more uh, erring on the side that I think Brisbane were a little bit off their game rather than the Bulldogs being yeah, um, well, I'm super with, great. I'm with you in that regard, but I'm impressed by the fight back, by the way they were down. Well, they did it last week. I was impressed again, by that as well. It's simply what we've said a hundred times. When they do what their identity is, which is play through the middle, Graham, Tolman, Clemmer, who went over 200, all those guys, they dominated. Yeah. And they completed 90%, and then they powered through the gut. So I don't see what the rocket science is. 
I still don't get it every week. Just sit down. Yeah, I'm sick we of talking about 80, it. We want 80, 90%, punch through the middle, get the roll on. Yeah. It's not rocket science. Well, Des Hasler says that. Complete, complete, complete. Yeah, but the, the forward part of it, I don't know if he's gone away from this double block because they seem to persist with the crap with their big men. It doesn't yeah. work. Punch yeah, I'm sick of talking about it. We talk about it every week. But, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't think they were too bad. Parker late obviously grabbed that try and pulled them back in, but they were gassed for the last five or ten minutes. This made a lot of errors. They, they didn't look like they had the petrol in the tank to get their results. So. They had their chances. Yeah, Josh Jackson, Tolman, I thought, were, were pretty decent. Tolman and Bio, like you said, was good. And uh, Graham starting to find a bit of health after a rough year with injury and suspension. So um, they get the Titans this week, which will be a tough... I think that's a tough game. I, yeah, I, thought, I, I said that to you, mate. You don't want to play these teams down the bottom. The score line... The yeah, but with play. their halves back as well. When they had their halves, they were pretty much bogey feed. But the last few weeks, uh, they've thrown the football around and, they, and they've been quite dangerous, which, it, which has quite impressed me, but... Um, yeah, the Bulldogs. Oh, sorry, the Broncos. I expect to bounce back this week. On with Smith and anyone else that doesn't know about Corvo and the way they run their system. Um, I think they would have tapered. They'll have a, a bit of a quiet no, week they, this they week. Won't be, they won't be tapering. They'll no, be getting hammered. The last two weeks taper. is what I'm getting at. They're getting ready for the taper period now. They'll be I don't resting know. up I don't this know. week. I'm, a, I, I'm around it all, but I don't really understand the ups and downs and ins and outs of it. It's all about well, workloads and whatever, but. Look, it depends. If you've got the luxury of sitting up where they are, then obviously they'd do it. But well, I think we, teams that are like your Manly, for example, they're not going to be doing it. No, well, we did. They, they, they don't have the choice, though. That's why Brisbane or Melbourne in the past yeah, have been. It's all reactionary to where you're sitting. And we did that when we were even the 20s in the Canberra. We started the year off really, really well. Um, they gave us a couple of easy weeks as we got about 10, 12 weeks in, and people were carrying niggles. Then we had a buy. Um, and we were right at the top there. And then we had a two week period where we kind of got flogged and we had an easy game. We still got to win. But same deal. It was basically just to top up, keep the tank going. So um, interesting. But yeah, Brisbane are definitely positioned. They have a tough game this week. The Dragons will bounce back, but maybe without Benji Marshall, Will Matthews dislocated his shoulder. Not too sure about uh, his position, but we'll see what happens when the team lists get named later on today. But that should be a cracker. I think the Dragons got a good record up at Suncorp as well. Mm. They usually do pretty well up there. But the other Friday night game, one-way traffic, brilliant performance. The Manly Seagulls, 28-8 to over Souths. Uh, trialless until the 79th minute until they grabbed one late. Um, it was they got just bashed in the middle. 100%. They were dominant in the forwards. Uh, Trebojevic, like you said, led from the front. Mason was good. Leary. All those guys, like I said, when Manly's on, it doesn't well, matter who's the pack. Year, that was my criticism. They couldn't They couldn't win a forward battle. But now they've sort of found Leary. They've found Trebojevic. Well, the start Mason's of the year, playing they had all that crap going on. And I, I put yeah, him in I my top think, four. I still don't think that's... They had injuries, though, too. Uh, Look at that. That's what I'm saying. So you didn't have Horro. They didn't have Senna. Not even Horro. They missed half their back line. Well, no, they, missed a lot of forwards. You hit your back line. You, you've got to have your forwards going forward. They're making a lot more metres than what they were, um, and that's laying a platform for this back line. So as long as this, this forward pack can stay fit and be dominant, they're, they're going to be hard to beat, mainly, regardless of who they're playing. Yeah, and they've got the halves on the field, and their back line's close together. Everyone's there. But one to nine, almost. They've got one of the best sides, as far as that's concerned. Tafua helps out in yardage now. All those guys are back on board. Um, they're completely and utterly dominant. Harv's in control. Lyon is the other indicator. When he gets good football, um, he comes up with some pretty special stuff. He could grab the hat-trick off that. Trebojevic which matched his brother with his double, and some of his tackles were just absolutely vintage. But, um, yeah, South grabbed that late try, 79th minute. They were just outplayed in every single facet of the game. Yeah, I don't know what to make of South. I, think... uh, I said it probably a month ago. I, th- I don't think they're going real well. well before we even start the year, really I pretty much said right away me. that I didn't think they'd have a chance of backing up, and that was... Well, I said the same thing. The back I... row, the forwards they bought, I wasn't impressed at all. I never thought they were a premiership threat, and I'm looking at them now, even with the spine and all the bits people are bringing up, I'm, I don't think they can win the comp. Look, I thought, they, I, think, I thought, and I still do think they're a premiership threat, but on what I'm seeing, uh, no way. 
No way. And again, history just tells you that... Well, I think my ladder, I had them fifth, but I never thought they'd contend for the comp. Mm-hmm. I think they'll find themselves in the finals, but I don't think they're a threat to any of those top I, I, I tend to agree. But, I mean, you can't write them off as nah. a premiership threat. They won the comp last But, year. like I said, just going off face value and what I saw, I didn't like the purchases in the forwards. I know Gresmill was a good find, but I don't think there's enough there in particular. Yeah. I mean, that's the one area that all those better sides will get over the top and... Um, they lost a little bit, especially with Burgess and Tao going. There's plenty of anger and mobility that's gone out the door, but it doesn't get any easier for them. Like I said, they've got the top four basically on the run home. Three teams ahead of them and the Sharks just behind them. Starts this week with the Cowboys up there. I'm sure they'll want to bounce back uh, after a disappointing loss. They get Matt Scott back who they rested last week. And the Eagles, they continue their march. They've got the Raiders away in Canberra. So tough game, but that should be a shootout and what I'm looking forward to. And they'll want revenge because Canberra did a number on them earlier in the year when they were going through their drums. So. Yeah. Saturday, one-way traffic, the Dragons 36-0 over the Warriors. The first half, you know, the Warriors kind of scrapped there and they held on for 10-0, but as soon as they conceded in the second half, it was game over. It was just all one way. Mate, I got to half-time and I think the the Dragons scored again and I just went, well, I can't watch this anymore. And you know what's even more... Because the Warriors just quit. Yeah, well, you know what's more disappointing, though? They lost Benji, like, the 17th minute and Matthews, so they were straight down to 15 and they had DeBellin... And Marquette playing the centres. Right. So they had two blokes out of position they could aim up. And they on. went through them like butter. They, not, they, not they still butter. quit. They played a 15-man side with two back rowers playing in the centre. Um, and, yeah, I'll tell you what, and I'll say this again, when their halves work together, and this is what my argument's been all year, Benji and Widop, when they work against each other, it was ugly. And you saw that during that seven-loss period. But as soon as Benji went off, Widop took control. He looked like he really enjoyed that. Mm. I think so, they're still middle of the pack. Yeah, I think they're middle so of the pack. Of the, but I'm saying for this week... Um, I think I thought he thrived without Benji on the field because he got quality against Warriors. No, but he still got quality football. He, yeah, I understand that. He his ears pricked up and he looked pretty happy. Marshall looked pretty bloody good before he went off. But yeah, but in so. the previous run when they were going against each other a little bit, they kind of have moments where they jive each other because they're a bit opposite end of the scale. Widdock wants to hold the ball for five and play the percentages. Well, Benji fix it? sometimes likes to let the circus act out. Oh, well, there's plenty of egos, so I don't know. But no, I think um, it's an ego thing. I when he went off the field, uh, he got definitely two good players. Yeah, well, they play different styles of football. You look at even Friday night, like the DC Foreign. Foreign got probably 70% of the ball in that game. Mm. And that's, but that's just the way it goes some weeks when you have two dominant players. Yeah. Obviously, when, you, they have more when you're in a side with only one, then more ball goes to him. You so. can see the compromise between them, though. But for the most yeah, I think part... They, I think they just... It's just the way it goes is the way it goes. When these they, two... They both play on the... On, they're both allowed to float on both sides of the... Yeah. Both sides but when of the they field. came together in that middle... We've got more ball because Marshall's off. Yeah, 100%. But when they came together in the middle of the year on their dominant run, they shared the football, they linked up, they were chasing, following each other's kicks and it looked like it was all working. Yeah. During that dodgy they're... period, I basically thought they were working against each other. I didn't think that was the reason they were going back. No, but there was obviously other injuries, but I thought Marshall was trying <laughs> way too hard and you could see Widdop's frustration in him throwing cutout passes, 30-metre balls on the second tackle. Yeah. instead of getting through your sets and trying to compete for the games. But when they've come back together, um, you know, they look great when they link up. But Widdop really thrived. You're right, it was against the Warriors, and, yeah, they did roll over, but Mitchell Rain's the other one. Um, he went to another level on the weekend. DeBell the last two weeks, Rain's been very good. I thought this year, I said it for the origin period, if they didn't pick Innes and they were going to blood someone new, I would have put him ahead of Nathan Peets at this point in time. Mm. I thought he's developed really good this year. Peets has been outstanding, mind you, um, in this tough period for Parra, but... Yeah, I thought he was good. DeBellum's good off the bench. Frizzell looking healthy, so interesting to see what they can do. But um, they've got a pretty easy run home, I think. Mm. They've got like the... You know, well, you can't say they're easy, but I suppose the Tigers are on the back, bounce back. They've got Newcastle. They've got a couple of sides under them on the ladder. Yeah, you don't want to be playing those sides. So, but, no, no I, th- I think you want to play Newcastle, but the other ones I'm probably with them. But yeah, this week, the Dragons, they got the Broncos away. They've got a good record up there. 
So that should be interesting. The Warriors, they travel away to Penrith. I don't know what to make of this game. They both look like they've pretty much given up on their season. So, um, yeah, hopefully this week they, they throw the footy around, at least put a bit of effort in, try and enjoy it before they go off on their mad Monday and their end-of-season trips. Mm. It's about the best we can hope for. But uh, the Sharkies over the Cowboys, this was an absolute ripper game, 30-18. to 18. Um, First half was brilliant, 14-0. They just put him into Sharks football and put the grind on. This has been coming for the Cowboys, but they've been playing patchy for a little while and got away with it and got away with it. Uh, This week they didn't. They went to the prison and got found out. So they still made a late charge, but uh, again, Sharkies, they're a good side. They they play pretty solid footy week in, week out, and they don't give you a lot, um, and the Cowboys needed them to give them a little to get back into it and... Again, the Sharkies were, were tough. They're good. They uh, they make their own luck. But well, again, uh, the Cowboys, I thought, were pretty poor. I'm more impressed by the fact that all the tries had to come off kicks. They couldn't break them. Mm. They got them off a couple of kicks again. So they've done that two weeks in a row now. I, like I said, that's the big thing for me. The defense for them has gone next level this year. And the other part for me um, is, like I said, the, on the edges, their halves aren't the greatest. But Robson knows his job. Michael Innes has got 14 tries from dummy half. He's brought another element through the middle for that great pack. But on the edges, they've got help. Um, Bird, Lewis, Graham, they can all chip in. And the other thing I like, I don't know if you realise this or have uh, seen as much of this, but on the last tackle, what I do like, they're willing to shift to an edge, take their chances with the numbers, knowing that Graham or Bird can put a kick in. And they well, did I've it, said it for weeks. They did it a couple so of times the other night. They've, because they've shifted. It brings the wingers up. It does bring the wings up, but in particular, they've got that on the edges, and that's what I'm talking about. They've got skill players. Like, I, I rap Graham all the time. I absolutely love the it's bloke. It's not hard to put a 20-meter grub. No, nah, he's outstanding, though. Sides can do it. But their edges in particular. They just choose not to. Their back rollers and bird, etc. They They did it a couple of times the other night, and they made extra meters and put good kicks in and put real pressure. Well, it opens up a chance for a potential line break and try. So I'm a real big fan of the Sharks. Um, like I said, don't know if they're a premiership threat, but I think they've definitely I don't think a so. better chance than these previous sides. I think there's a little bit more there. And especially you reckon? On those edges, I do. Mm. Before, yeah. it was basically the forward pack. But I'm and, happy to, I hope they prove And if Todd wrong. can't dig us out of a hole, we're screwed. But I think the back line's better this year. They've got a few players that have boosted them. I think all around, it's a better side. Um, I reckon it's probably the best chance they've had in a long time. So um, They get a good test this week. They're at home to Melbourne. As a Melbourne fan, I'm... You think they can win the comp? Sharks? Honestly, the way they're playing right now and what they've done to a couple of sides and the fact they've rolled those sides more than once, I don't think it's a fluke. I know it's got to happen in finals to one, but they keep playing the way they are. I'm, I'm 100%. I, I'd put them right now, if you're going to do power rankings, I'd put them fourth outside that top three. And they've beaten them, that's the thing. They've beat the Cowboys twice, they've beat the Roosters twice. There's no mistake to it. They've beaten the Roosters four times in a row now. Even when they were as low as they were last year, they got them twice again. Mm. Um, and yeah, I honestly do think this is better side. I like Latelli a lot. I like Beal. I like Holmes. I like Bird. I think they've improved their side already. And they've got a better nine. I like the forward pack. I hope you're right. Um, it's going to make for an interesting final series. They're a real, can... they're a real dark horse now. I laughed at the start of the year, and we've done it a few years in a row now. MG's been pretty big on them, but the more I've looked at them this year, I, I like the back line, but I didn't think they were going to improve. Well, the final series is now like. You know, and people are saying, oh, there's only three teams. And realistically, I probably think there are only yeah, three teams. Yeah, I, I think the Sharks are the other one now. then again, you throw in the and Dogs, Manly. you throw in Manly. you still got South there. Manly, to me, are the real the threat. The actual real genuine threat. We didn't see the Dogs last year, but I honestly think Manly gets 7th or 8th. They can win the comp. They're, no, I they, they're a team yeah, I wouldn't want to But it's it. just, they're making a run now. They're yeah. going to have to make a long, like said, run. So History much, tells you again that there was so much can't do the year, though. There was so much. The halves contract, but it just dragged and dragged. As soon as but then again, how many, how many in a row did the Cowboys win? 10? 11 in a row, maybe, mm. this year? Like, they're mainly yeah, going to have to almost replicate No dramas, that. no injuries, everything was no, all No, I understand good, that. So. I understand that. But just, 
they're how tough the comp is. Well, we saw Parramatta. Just tells you. Well, they lost the grand final. Yeah, but that side overall, I didn't think was a great I don't side. Think you want that to was go Jared Hayne on fire and yeah. a couple offloads. I think Manly, if you put them on paper against the two, I agree. One to seven, close to the best but side I just in the comp. History tells you that. To sustain a run oh, like 100%. that, like really, they're going to have to win three or four to get in. Yeah, then they're going to have to win four in a row to win it. But I'm going to dare to dream. Look, I'd, I'd love really to. Do. Like, I'd love to see him do it for Tuvi, especially. He's gone up in my book in how oh, he's handled all this. He's 100%. been absolutely tremendous. But I'm going to dare to dream. I think there's a couple there. Particular. I hope so because there's always a team that goes on a run. And I think the Sharks can be that team like last year when Penrith rolled the Roosters and it was. One I thought it was going to be the Raiders. I think week one, if it's Broncos or somebody versus Sharks. I think they could be that team to book himself straight into that uh, second week, third week of the final. So yeah. if they get that chance, uh, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a lot more excited about. But what, see, I, I look at the Sharks and go, well, I don't think they're a team that wants a week off. They're happy just to scrap every. Oh, week. I'm good for that, but I don't think it's bothering them because the way they play. I don't yeah. think they need momentum like some of these other sides that put scores on. Or you know, yeah. I think they can turn up and do that any day of the week. They know who they are. Mm. They, they know exactly who they are. Paul Gallant summed it up the moment, and they work hard for each other. They know they're the most talented side, but. Uh, we know it ourselves. I, I think I think, that, I think they can win a comp. Yeah, just having that that you know that camaraderie, that group, that battle harder mentality. I really think they've got enough there to make I, it. I don't think they can, but I hope they. I hope they. Prove but, it yeah, well. I, there's a couple now. Manly Cronulla Grand Final for Lewis. Manly Cronulla. Nah, I just got a couple. Like, more I'd like to friend. see it. Oh, mate! If uh, I, I'd love something new, that's why I think if the Cowboys or the Sharks were to jag the comp and be first time winners, anything new is good. Yeah. Anything new is good, but um, yeah, they got Melbourne this week. That should be a tough game. I wasn't overly impressed. I know Melbourne come back and fought hard, but yeah, there's been too many patches and, and just you know a bit of lack of urgency on their side of things. So danger game for them. Cowboys, they got South. I reckon they'll bounce back in awesome fashion up there at home. But yeah, South need to respond. They've come out and said, "Oh, we're not buying in all this crap." Well, it's time to deliver because they've got a hard run home. They've got four tough opponents, and they're possibly going to drop out of the top four if they keep this up. Yeah. Um, the other Saturday game, I don't want to spend much time on this at all. 10-4, the Eels. Uh, it was just a low game. Um, what do you say? First half, they both were, were pretty scrappy. I thought Penrith had all the ball. They, they forced six dropouts, but you can see that they're missing Moylan. Their halves weren't that great. Soward, I would have liked to see him run the football a little bit. I can't blame it on him, obviously, no doubt, because they're missing some players. But, yeah, all the forced dropouts, I don't think he really ran the football. One of Blake bombed a couple of chances they created on that edge. But, yeah, that, they were pretty low. And the way to sum this up, I suppose, in the end, is they scored an under eight to try to win the game there, and everyone turned their back, and Reese Robinson just ran through the guts and went ninety meters the other way. Yeah, um, but yeah, I have to give Parramatta some credit, I suppose, for defending an extra hundred plus tackles and still somehow getting the result because Penrith certainly had him on the burner, but just couldn't get any points. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. I don't have a lot to say about it. I I struggled to watch it. The only other one I could probably give a real rap to is Rad Rara. That man's a one man army. Yeah, blokes for it. Um, just ridiculous. Corey Norman made a difference too. Oh, big time. Back. And that's why I got him on the... I didn't tip him, but I said that to Gossip last week. The biggest thing he's my. Me, I think he's clearly their best player. Yeah. And if him and Foran can come together next year and those forwards do their job and, and some things can fall into place and they have no drama, hopefully they can turn it around. And Nathan Peters, like I said, crossed a lot of that bloke can Peters hard. Oh, bloody He's hate an absolute weapon of a footballer, so... Um, good, and especially mentally, like so many people folded or crumbled under this regime, he's just a constant, regardless of the ACL or any injury problems. When he's on the field, you know exactly what you're going to get. Yeah, his uh, mentality and his attitude are absolutely outstanding. But they get a brutal reality check this week. They're going to play the Roosters. The Roosters, mind you, we'll touch on them next. Oh, sorry, in a couple of games' time. But they've got to wake up. Uh, they've really got to wake up. They, they, they switch off, and they can. They can in this situation here now. But come finals time, that's going to hurt them. And uh, on the Penrith side of things, they got the Warriors. Hopefully a good game of football. I was considering heading down. I probably won't. 
Um, but yeah, hopefully they just let the footy fly now that their seasons are basically over. This is usually a good game. Yeah. Yeah, Penrith. And they usually put a bit of a, an eye on um, down there. So. Is it Penrith's last home game? No, they got Newcastle last yeah, round because I'm heading down to get on the cans. Yeah. I've got a bit of a plan, so good times. But I hope they flow the footy around. They just need to let it loose. Um, Sunday, the Storm 36-14 over the Titans. Did you see this game at all when you were, you were out or not? Yeah, I did a little bit of it. I saw the first half. I probably saw the parts that I wanted to see. Yeah, and, and then missed the second. Once, the, once it started to go bad, I just... Kept drinking and well, the offloads, the, the offloads, as most teams have done. Both games, the twenties and the NRL were very similar. The twenties, the Titans got away to a lead and looked good and got run down late. Yeah, um, very similar in first grade. Yeah, well, the offloads early on just absolutely killed Melbourne. They were like fifteen to two. Uh, they had them blooded. Storm had some chances that they got, but they bombed some tries. Three were forward passes. Uh, the Bromwich one, obviously, Munster threw one right on half time, and Proctor got one as well. Mm. So I was blown away. I couldn't believe it, but. Um, overall, Craig Bellamy seemed pretty composed. They jagged a, a late try there to get themselves in the shed at 8-6. Uh, he was calm and said the same thing. We've had some chances. We've bombed them. Hopefully, we clean up in the second half. And that was the case. Cooper Cronk, Cameron Munster put on a masterclass. Cronk got four try assists. Munster grabbed three. He was just at I think he's been great the whole time he's been in there. Every week, I've given him a rap because he's just so busy. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't think any highly of the kid. The more and more I watch, I'm telling you right now, if Billy got hurt again, I'm not worried. This, no. kid, this kid's brilliant. Well, they're know? now talking about how to fit him in. Well, I told you earlier in the year, they were talking two-year deal, $900,000. And I know there's exemptions to the cap. I said that's bad business, regardless of what he's done. Um, they need to go year to year now, and I think he owes that to Melbourne for all the time he's been there and what they've done for him. And I'm sure he's going to have a job there for a long time afterwards. Mm. Plus, there's third parties and sponsors and all kinds of things going on. But uh, knees, elbows, everything, shoulders, they're getting his eye surgery. He's had a lot of problems. I'm not saying he's gone skis, but next year, man's gone. I reckon Munster's going to be our left centre. He'll be the left centre, I think. Yeah. Time being. But Billy's a year to year prospect. And if I was Melbourne, I'd seriously sit down with Billy and ask him to. I think he's not getting his Australian jersey back. I think that's given that all a lot of those older guys are gone next time. Yeah. But I think his Queensland jersey's under duress probably now as well. I know Mal will probably bring him back into the fray, but if I'm Melbourne, I'd probably ask him to stop playing rep football yeah. if they wanted to uh, have him here. But if that deal was 900000 I don't think this is too much to ask. I'd want to split that money probably between the two and let man know, uh, Munster know that he's important to us. Yeah, or I'd at least go 60-40. I'd want to give him at least 300 400 and say, you just got to hold on. We picked you up. Brisbane missed you up there. You're an 18-year-old playing Colts. We found you. We put the time in. He loves those guys. He knows what the education he's getting is priceless, and especially working with Billy. He works with Billy every day. Yeah. Um, but I, he needs the love. He needs to know that Melbourne are there for him, and he's the next fullback, and he is. We've seen it. I've seen it from that first game in Canberra, or the second game that was in Canberra. He was brilliant that day. But this was the real crowning moment for me. Yeah, great. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So many positives there. Um, and Cooper Cronk, again, he's hurt, um, but just quality, four assists, dominated. And good to see Matt Duffy. That's the other one, the other way. He got a double. He looked really, really good, really confident, took some good scoots, made a line break. And that leaping ability, we all remember, one of the jumps he went up for one of those tries. I'll tell you what, he may have had a couple of Ricos, but he's still a freak. Well, he is, yeah. 
So that's a real positive for Melbourne because that edge was, you know, we had 100 wingers. We've had Kenner, we've had Tornamapea, we've had Fanua, but uh, Duffy's safe as houses when he's healthy. So him, Corabetti, things looking pretty good. But, um, yeah, I thought they'd be scrappy. Titans, full credit to him, though. And what a player Caesar is. That's such a huge – I know we touched on it before, but where some of the kicks he put in again, Cameron's going to love that next year. He's gone. That was, Can't yeah. believe we let him go. Some of the grubber kicks, some of the short kicks, I was just blown away. I, I'll tell you what, you've got a hell of a player in Elgie, though. Mm. He was brilliant again. Um, some of the early ad-lib players. Yeah, no one to go with him. Yeah, well, they've got Ashley Taylor, so hopefully Ashley Taylor lives Well, on. is that done, deal? Signed, sealed? Deli- they deli- announced him and Taylor. Zeb Taylor and Taylor. And yeah. I like Zeb Taylor yeah, as good. well. I did like him before he left. Hopefully he's still in good nick. From what I've seen over there, he's been playing the centre, so he can't be doing too bad. Yeah. Centre back row. But, um, yeah, Titans, like they're away to the dogs this week. Um, that, that's a, a, a pretty tough test. But if they play that football and try and carve those big boys up the middle, they did with Melbourne. I think they can wear them down more than Melbourne. Melbourne's got a much more durable pack as far as minutes are concerned. Um, but, yeah, tough test for them. Big side in Melbourne, like I said, they play the Sharkies. That'll be a tough game. Roosters, Sunday, 38-22 to 22 over Newcastle. First half was all one way, especially that Tupo and Jennings edge. And uh, Jad Reece shot on Kurt Gidley. Was absolutely outstanding. Well, just a kick chase in general before you even get to the tackle. Yeah, the forty meter sprint. He just yeah, uh, and then he ripped into him. Uh, that was good, great to see. Yeah, Sheck's hat trick. Um, just twenty two, but they just did what they always do. They blew him off the park, and then they shut down. They scored in the first minute of the second half and went to bed. Yeah. Well, the Roosters were just clearly dominant early. It was it was a crazy game, really, really weird game. And then Newcastle again. Once once it looks like it's easy just to stop worrying about the result, just play footy. They put some points on. But again, the Roosters are probably good for 60 minutes, had a 20-minute nap. So again, they're going to have to improve that. But it's hard when you know the game's over at halftime. Like, it was just a strange game. I I was really looking forward to seeing the Roosters go on within the second half, but it it didn't happen. Well, I said it at work this week. I think this would be their ruthless game, starting their own home. It looked like that to start with, but they shut down Well, they've done that a few times. Even the Dogs, like it's 22-0 or something. I was thinking, oh, hang on, they're going to... Sweet. Yeah. Obviously, better opposition. The dogs are better opposition than knights. Well, I'd, I'd still be pretty happy. What's considering... Danny Pearce done to himself? Jesus. Yeah. Well, I'd still be pretty happy if I'm Robertson, considering the fact you have got to give Gastings. Uh, sorry, Gastings. Hastings another. Gastings. Gastings. Sorry, another full game um, there in the halves. I didn't think he was actually too bad, considering what I've seen prior. Oh uh, well, mate. I, I, to be honest, the last four weeks he's probably impressed me. Um, yeah, I, I first was game. Really in the thinking, geez, they're going to struggle next year if they're going to have to put him in. But he's looking okay. They're going to obviously bring. Latrell Mitchell up, but it's a big step from 20s to yeah. uh, NRL. So I think more likely he'll go to the wing. Hastings will play. He'll play six. Yeah, six, and they'll move, what, Ferguson to fullback, something like that? Yeah, maybe. But to tell you what... Mitchell, but, Mitchell's not going to go straight to fullback. Nah, but there's a good crop of kids there. Joseph Martin, who's the top try scorer at the centre. Johnny, Why wouldn't they play Lange and then play uh, Hastings at fullback? Yeah, I don't really like Hastings at fullback, to be honest. I don't think he's too dangerous. But, I mean, just to fit... I know they've, I know just they've to fit in there. The they, side, like... To fit the side better. Well, they obviously... I, I, they might. It'll, get, it'll obviously be something that's played out over the pre-season the trial. I think they've already signaled their intentions, really, though, by leaving him on the bench every week, what they think about him. Because otherwise, Lange, who's been a 20s team at the end of this... Hastings you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Lange hasn't got that love the whole way he was there. He got a couple of games that 13 year. Um, but yeah, but yeah. why hasn't he gone somewhere else then? Well, I don't know. The Sharks wanted him really, really badly and didn't get him here. He signed to stay, obviously thinking there was a chance. But, yeah, they've prioritised Hastings. So once they picked him up, I think the writing was on the wall. Mm. Um, but, yeah, from what I've seen, Alenghi, I, I do like him. But, yeah, they, they've, they've definitely signaled their intentions on Hastings. Newcastle, good fight back. But, like you said, there's not much to play for this year, so they should just let loose, really. Basically. Um, but, yeah, second half, like you said, they played for a bit of pride. But 
I didn't, obviously, I, I basically think the Roosters just shut down. I'm not going to give too much credit to Newcastle, no. um, unfortunately. But Sheck made a few uncharacteristic errors, but he was outstanding as always. And James Miney, um, he hasn't got much love, but I think that's a great buy for the Sharks. Well, yeah, he, he was ridiculously yeah. good again. He just had a he had a bit of an off year last year, but he's yeah. been back to his best this year. And he's sure. got no love at all this year. But again, they're, they're building really, really nicely, picking him up. So yeah, um, yeah, they got the Tigers this week, who are resurgent. Newcastle, they're definitely looking for revenge. The Tigers had an ugly loss to them earlier in the year, which really hurt them um, at a time when they were building nicely. And the Roosters, they get the Eels. Let's see if they can, you know, again uh, put a performance on, or whether they're going to shut down and, and get caught in the dogfight. But it wrapped up on Monday night. This was a great game of football. The Tigers versus the Raiders. This was an 80-minute tussle. This was a good Monday night game. was. Cracker. Um, it was aggressive, uh, physical, end-to-end. It was open. Uh, agree. Agree with what you said. Uh, probably ended Canberra season, but... Basically. And this is what I keep saying. You do not want to play these teams at the bottom at this time of the year because they've got nothing to lose. They play a different brand of football. You've got one team that's trying to play structured and... You know, error-free and complete and, you know, just let's get past this side. The other mob are thinking, well, we've got nothing to lose. Let's just go out and well, throw they, everything at it. I think these two are a bit the opposite. Canberra scored the most points in the comp, but I think they've showed their biggest problem is that that is their biggest problem. They, they want to score off every set. Mm. Um, they're a bit loose defensively, but in particular, they don't know how to close a game out. They it was to... one of uh, Austin's... Worst games. Yeah, well, not worst games. He just It was one of the one of the uh, game where things just didn't come off for him. No. You know? Uh, a lot of the time, or for the majority of the season, all that stuff's come off. Yeah. Last night it didn't. i tell you what, the impact they got off their bench out of Boydie and Vaughan. Um I don't know what the deal with the head tape was with last night for the big boy, but he had his angry pants on. Should have sent him a text and asked him. He got stuck in. I might have to sometime this afternoon, but he got angry and Boydie was particularly angry. That second trial when he threw the ball at Tedesco. <laughs> I think they... Yeah, I didn't think that was needed. No, nah, I didn't think it was no, needed, but I think doing? they uh, must have obviously made their intentions clear. At some point, they might have tried to try and ruffle his feathers. That obviously didn't well, work. clearly. Because Tedesco's outstanding. Clearly, yeah. And uh, he wasn't too fast. He, he burned him a couple of times, but, mm. yeah. Well, overall, there was a little bit of you reneged on your deal. Yeah, basically. About it, I think. Oh, well, I think, let's put it this way right Ricky now. Stewart. I'm, I'm going to go as far to say, the way he's played this year, if they could have had him and pushed White and somewhere else in their back line and, then had, and had Austin, they would have pushed top four with Tedesco there this year. Mm. With that forward pack, Tedesco is a one-man band at the Tigers. Put him in that Canberra side and all those close games. I don't think we're talking about him just scraping into the eight. They're pushing for the four. You're probably right. We look at the that's how valuable sharks. And then you look at what Austin, like I said, what Austin's. I imagine giving him Tedesco yeah. or that forward pack. The way he's played in that Tiger side. Yeah. Um. They're, that's probably why they were so angry last night. Saying, "Why didn't you come here?" Mm. Um. But yeah. Disappointing, and it obviously ended with Woods ruffling uh, Shiloh's feathers in his 200th game where he got himself put in the bin. So. Yeah, Woodsy. I don't know whether I'm sold on Woodsy. Like, I like him, but... He got under his skin. Yeah, men- mental I, barb. Straight after the game, he disclosed what was said on the field. Yeah. I don't know whether I like that. And then, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit old school. What happens on the field stays, stays on the field, field for yeah. me. Um, and then he sort of said, oh, well, he won't be playing yeah, won't be, his last game. He won't game. be last game for us, yeah. And he's playing, be playing next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave, uh, leave the bloody adjudicating to the adjudicators, Woodsy. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the other one I've got to say, congratulations to Josh Papali. The bloke's only 23 years old. He's already played 100 games. Yeah. That's crazy. Machine. Um, and he's built like Wiki. Baby Rhino. Yeah, baby Rhino. Yeah. Mm. He's got the gallon build, but it's like a mini Wiki. Built like a brick shade house. But, he is. Um, yeah, probably season over for them, and it doesn't get any easier. Hopefully they let the football fly in this one. Them and Manly. That's mouth-watering Ooh. if they let the football go. But they need to improve defensively, and they need to learn how to close out a game. But, um, yeah, Newcastle Tigers. Newcastle struggling. Tigers starting to look good. And 
it's good that they've found that ground. I know he wanted to structure their attack, but obviously when Moses and Brooks went and said, look, we need to be a little more ad-lib and take control, that's how we play our best football. It's showing. They were deadly. And again, Simona got more football. He's the other one I want to see get the footy. Now they've loosened the reins a little bit again. What about that try bomb last night? I know he bombed one, but Christ, he was good. He Mate, was good. you're the fastest man on the field. Just run, boy. Yeah, and he set a couple up. But they've loosened the reins a bit. They need to stick to that next year. Yeah. Uh, I'm well, they won't. I'm all well and good for structure, but they Jason won't. Taylor, they've, they've basically let you know when they've told you you need to loosen the reins a bit. Uh, everyone said that Tiger side's dead. It's easy. It's, it's easy not. to do it now. They can't make the eight. Yeah, I know, but everyone said that style's dead. It's not. That's the players they've got. You've got to play that football. It's conducive to the side you've got. Yeah, well, the, the young fellas, the young halves were on Sturlow this week, and they sort of said said a bit of that. But coaches just don't. That's not what I've got to say. When Kearney bought Sandow, how dumb was that? He wanted to play Melbourne football with Chris Sandow. You bought a backyard halfback to play 90% completions, kick to the corner, strangle a side. If you bought Chris Sandow, that's not the Yeah, I just I agree with what you're saying. Jason Taylor, good, all, full credit to you, but he needs to find the balance. Obviously, like you said, you put yourself in spots where you need that structure, but then you've got to play freely off of it. You can't have everything. Structure for unstructure. Yeah, you can't have everything written in that this is what we're going to do exactly here, there, and everywhere. Hmm. Um, those kids look, especially Moses. Moses, I was not well, We can't have on. a team running around on the field without anyone really being able to work out the direction, what you're trying to do. Like, ah. you need to have some sort of structure. But there's almost a kindred link there because they've come through understand together. why they're doing things and what, what they need to do to help other yeah. players out. All that, that's all structure. Yeah. That's all needed, but... Yeah. Once you sort of get to a point where you break the defence down... But particularly... Particularly with how fit the defences are... Yeah. As soon as you break a defence, you should just be going... Yeah, let's go. Let's yeah. run it. But that's what I'm saying. Those three in particular... Playing as fast and straight as you can through We see hole. these combos, really. Like, Bowen and Thurston just used to read each other's minds. Moses and Brooks, in particular Tedesco, have played a lot of junior football together. That link is a massive... I don't advantage. think it's about building building a combination with them. It's oh, more no. about the others understanding them. Yeah, 100%. But, I mean, in general, you let them play I mean, a, you let them play a little bit more freely for what they've done. Like I said, not putting their structure in. Yeah. I think they just got to let them go. Let them roll the dice. Like you said, structure for our own structure. But if I had those three, especially Moses. Moses has been... So, I'm sold on Moses a lot more now since they've freed the reins up. Mm. I wasn't sold at all. I thought, well, I'm... Sitting there going, how they let Martin go, etc., etc., etc. Since the reins have come off, he's really come to the fore. He's been great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good win for them. Tough game. Uh, but yeah, great win. And they got Newcastle. Who knows? They might be able to finish their season on a, on a decent note and head into next year um, on a real high. But yeah, Canberra and them at Manly. That finishes uh, our reviews of the games for the round. Done the fast five. Done our questions. A bit of a mini fan forum. But now I'm going to be joined by Mr. Gossip for all the dirt. An inside word, and we're going to do the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. It's your call. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. He's back, the Panther man. It is Mr. Gossip and Mays. What a stinker of a game that was. Oh, I'm still recovering. That was an absolute bludger. Mate, on a, on a plus side, though, I'm pretty sure you're happy about the team list this week. Team list, much better. Uh, no longer Blake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we were sort of speaking off air, but yeah, wow. He made three errors in the first seven minutes. Bombed a few tries, and that's uh, not easy to be a Panther fan at the best of times, but when you got someone like him playing it's very very frustrating well I think last week I forgot to tell you we did our big fan forum I told you about that but we had a question a few related to Blake and one was just saying surely 
there's somebody because uh, he's a bit of a liability. But yeah, I think they must be over their second tier because they've tried to name Eddie Yuano and a few other kids, and um, it's never come to fruition. Probably the only upside I can say is I think even you saw him in twenties in cup. He's a heck of a talent. I don't know if this is just a result of one of these kids coming in at the wrong time when they're you know they're on the negative side of results and uh, you know things just aren't going his way. But another preseason, um, see what happens next year. But obviously they've had a lot of health issues, so um, yeah, it, it's definitely been a hard transition to first grade for him, but. Um, next year will be the make or break, I think. Second year usually tells you whether they're going to make it or whether they're going to sink. Uh, absolutely. He's not totally useless, but I think maybe unfair <laughs> of him too being picked for City this year as well. Don't forget um, Fittler picked yeah. in, the, in, the, in that as well. He's, I, I, he's just not ready. No. Um, if they persist with him, I'm sure he'll be okay in a few years. But, yeah, he's, he's nowhere near first grade standard yet. But um, wish him all the best. But, yeah, he's, he's had a shocker every year and... If a player has a bad game, that's fine. But when you've had seven in a row, um, yeah, fans, I think rightly so, can start waving the finger. But yeah. um, that's why we're fans. That's why we buy the jerseys. That's why we buy the tickets. We can have a say, I think. That's it. We're allowed to vent our frustrations. That's why we've got an avenue like this and social media and all those other good bits and pieces. But, mate, what's in uh, what's in the bag this week? All right, mate. We'll start over with the Titans, Brockies team. Um, look, they're super confident they'll get Tyrone Roberts. In fact, um, we're hoping that uh, there'll be an announcement within the next week. But also, to a surprise, uh, they're also in heavy talks with Isaac John uh, from my team, the Panthers. Um, Isaac obviously has got to run uh, the past couple of weeks through injury, but really hasn't had a whole lot of first-grade time in the past two years. Uh, let's not forget he played for New Zealand as well. Uh, good player, Isaac John. Probably doesn't uh, just get the first-grade time he needs, but would be a good pickup for the Titans, I would think. Still young as well. Mate, 100%. And uh, I think I, I touched on this a few weeks ago. It's a weird spot for him now. Full stop when Soud and Wallace were there. I thought, okay, he's the backup. Uh, you know, I, I thought he might have got a start before Soud from the form he showed the year before. Obviously, Soud pays off. But now that Wallace is basically done, I'm sure Penrith will want him to retire after two knee reconstructions. But they signed Martin. They've got Tyron May, the young fella. And they've got Cleary's young bloke. So it's basically a question of next year. Is one of those two kids ready to step up or are they going to give Isaac John that opportunity? So um, if not, I think it's only fair by the club seeing as he's hung around that if the Titans are interested that he does go play first grade because um, they're certainly not going to have Daniel Mortimer playing in the halves and Ashley Taylor and Kane LG are great young talents as well. But, um, you know, he might find himself in a bit of a contest again, but who knows? I'm, I'm sure he's more first grade ready right now than what Ashley Taylor is and... Uh, LG's certainly a very talented kid as well. Be a very good pickup for the Titans, just what they need. Mm. And uh, Tyron Roberts on that side of things, I think he's been unfairly treated this year. I know a lot of people from Newcastle lay the boot in, but uh, they've been terrible. Like the two years when they've been good, I thought he was good when Bennett was there. So um, if, yeah, if, if he was to get picked up for the right amount of money, I'm sure the right coach could turn him around. He's a decent footballer. He's a very decent footballer, tough sort of player. I think we've spoken about quite a few times on the potty. Uh, this year about our love for Tyrone but, um, <laughs> yeah he um, bit of, bit of a man crush on Tyrone good fellow too off the park really nice guy um, but yeah looks like he's helped to the Titans and, and, and good luck to him yeah well, that's, that's good by Neil Henry there's some good work there LG uh, getting young tail so you've got two very young guns there possibly Isaac John played a game for the Kiwis and then Roberts who's another roughy so that'd be a nice good core group of halves compared to what they've got uh, at this current moment yeah for sure Still on the Panthers, mate, Sikamanu, um, obviously a, a favourite of yours, I would think, from his Melbourne Storm days. 
is finally going to hang off, hang up the boots and uh, go over to the UK Super League. Uh, I believe Hull FC are the front runners to get his signature. But uh, look, been a good career for Sikamanu. Um, obviously, his body's probably not what it used to be, and probably a good time for him to go to the UK. Well, I think he summed it up himself the other week when he said he was just blown away by some of the kids at training, uh, like Cartwright, etc. Just how physical and the skill and whatnot. But uh, like, I, I never, I'm not taking a shot at the bloke, but he's definitely declined in the last 12 months. Um, I know he had the shoulder injury late last year, and he come back into the frame, and he's had some injuries this year. But it's it's probably definitely the right time, especially um, in Penrith's situation. I, I heard Manly and the Sharks were sniffing around, but. The signings that Manly made, you know, they're, they're younger blokes. They're obviously, Miles is a bit older, but he's healthier than what Seeker is. And then you look at the other club and the Sharks, who have forwards coming out their backside. They definitely don't need Manu. So, um, you know, well-deserved payday. He was outstanding in his time for the Kiwis and in the Storm. And um, he, he saw Penner for this tough transition phase. So it's been a really good time for Seeker Manu. Yeah, I don't know if it's players around him getting bigger, but he looks like he's uh, yeah. down a little bit too, Seeker. Um, personally, I think. But, um, yeah, look, he's... Uh, Certainly done it all in our game, uh, so good luck to him. Yeah, 100%. He deserves uh, you know a nice little package over there. And I, if it's Hull, that's not a bad place. They're going to have Maher Fanua and Frank Pritchard, etc. So it'll be a nice little contingent there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, mate, over to the Knights. Uh, look, let's talk about uh, the coaching gig there. Everyone seems to have their five cents, but it does look like Nathan Brown, the front runner. I do know they were speaking to Anthony Griffin and and Dan Gagai was not a happy man with that. In fact, told club officials that he would walk if uh, actually if oh. Anthony Griffin got the nod. So um, I don't think they'll be going down that path. But uh, yeah, it looks like Nathan Brown's going to get the gig. Um, your thoughts on that, mate? Mate, I think uh, he did a really good job overseas. And, you know, he, he got a job way too early his first time around here. But I think I touched on this before about product placement. Brock said it a few times. I don't know if that's the job he wants second time around so early. Um, Unless they're going to pretty much guarantee him that he's got at least two years to fix the roster, and then the third year he'll be judged. I think it's a poison chalice because if they're not going to give someone at least three years at Newcastle, um, they're in big trouble. That that needs a good turnaround and a good clean out. Yeah, well they're running last, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, oh, just so much dead wood. There's there's so many. I know a lot of blokes are going. Scott's moving on, Gidley's moving on, etc. But even other blokes, there's Houston, there's Smith, there's people like that that have got a deal. or... Um, another year to run, or they're talking about keeping Smith. It, it's well past that time. It needs a complete brush put through it. Uh, Uido got some huge deal a couple of years ago to stop him from going Union. The way he's been playing, there's just a lot of moves they've made um, that haven't quite worked out for him. And Mullen signed that huge deal last year, and he's injured again this season. So um, there's yeah. a lot of decisions to be made. Whoever comes in, they need to pick somebody who's going to build for the next three years because they're definitely not going to be, uh, you know, playing finals football within 12 months. Yeah, no, I agree. They, they, they definitely need a number nine, I think. And a, a number nine that they could possibly go after, I believe, is Matt Ballon. But um, I got mail that Matt Ballon uh, is very, very close to signing with the Rabbitohs. Um, but, yeah, if I was a Knights, I think I'd be uh, going after Matt. Man, that's massive if he uh, headed to the Bunnies. I, I was going to say, I think they'd be feeling that their pants have been pulled down now. They put so much faith in... McInnes, and then they missed out on Coruscant, and they've let Luke go. Um, I don't mind McInnes, but I don't see the potential that I see in Coruscant, or obviously uh, Isaac Luke heading over to the Warriors. But I really thought if Ballon would have gone anywhere, the Titans, but they've obviously picked up friends. So um, I thought the only place of interest might have been going home to, to Brisbane or Queensland. So that, that'd be a massive coup for South to Jag, a veteran like him. Yeah, well, Stuart's there, obviously good mate. So, um, 
it's it's not surprising that uh, they are in talks. And um, mm. but like I said, if, if if I was Newcastle, I, I think I'd be I'd be knocking on his door as well because I need an experienced nine. They're really lacking that department personally. Oh mate, big time! And I suppose the other side of it, thinking about it, Ballin's been here for such a long time now. If he doesn't want to uproot his family, staying in Sydney seems like a logical move. Yep, yeah, no, I agree. All right, mate, last one for the night. Uh, Broncos fans, uh, we get a lot of tweets about Alex Glenn and, and Jordan Carhu, uh, unre- not signed at the moment, but look, they will be re-signed. As everyone knows, Justin Hodges announced his retirement, so um, that'll help them out tremendously to sign those young guys. So, uh, Broncos fans, rejoice. Yeah, I touched on this a few weeks ago with Brock, and he wasn't too happy with me. I said if I was the Titans, <laughs> they're basically a package deal because um, they're best mates, and Glenn said that he really, really wanted to play with Kahu and he'd consider his options elsewhere. I know the Titans did have a chin wag to him, um, but yeah, Brock thought they might have had to have paid overs to have both of them. Um, I don't know really what you'd consider overs. I definitely wouldn't pay too much for Kahu, seeing his injury history, but he's been pretty good this season. But Alex Glenn, Alex Glenn's a really decent footballer, so um, if they've got enough money there, and we all know that they're one of these rare clubs with a million third parties, I'm sure they'll fit both of them in. Yeah, that's it. If it's about money, they'll sign at Brisbane. They always do. Yeah, 100%. Alrighty. Well, that sums us up there. If we get into the tips, mate, last week, um, we had a, you know two different. Uh, both the ones we tipped different went the opposite way, so we ended up on four <laughs> apiece. No change there. So you're on 94 now. I'm on 97. And as always, these tips, the odds from WilliamHill.com. If you used to have a sporting bet account, that is now with WilliamHill.com. It's your call. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Uh, we kick things off Thursday night football. It's going to be the run into the finals now. Um, we've got the Cowboys versus the Bunnies. The Bunnies have come out and said they're not worried and they're not listening to the media, etc., etc. But I pretty much put the pen through them before the season kicked off. Just looking at the Ford pack, I didn't think it had the same uh, dynamic and that they'd be able to push for the title. Um, you know, they've ha- had some okay weeks and they've got a really good spine, but I think. You know, I don't really see much as a much of a threat for the title, and in this game in particular, I think North Queensland will want to bounce back because the Roosters are right there now, looking to steal a home final from them. So I'm going to back the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to back the Cowboys as well. Just have been disappointed with uh, South this year. They just they don't have that intimidating sort of factor that they did last year. Um, and yeah, Cowboys usually will be hurting after that loss on the weekend. Thurston in the presser blaming himself. So for a massive game from Thurston. Oh, mate, he'll be fired up. And Matt uh, Scott had his rest in the second game. This one, I think, is pretty easy again. Friday night's the Broncos versus the Dragons. Smith touched on it during the week. I've touched on it with people that work that freak out after 10 wins and 11 games and all of a sudden they lose. Oh, they're not going to win the comp. Um, Alex Corvo <laughs> from Melbourne's up there. They've won a lot of games. They'd be going through a bit of a, a bulk period at the moment as far as training, and then they'll taper off training-wise and uh, come home strong and... They're in the same spot as the Cowboys. They're, they've got a potential minor premiership home final on the line here with the Roosters right on their heels who are playing the Eels this week. So I'm going to bat the Broncos to fire up this Friday. Yeah, going the Broncos as well, mate. Um, coming off a loss also, surprisingly. So, um, yeah, I'm going to tip them. Um, and uh, I think they'll come over the wet sail. Yep, I'm 100% with you there. We kick things off with Super Saturday. It's the Tigers versus Newcastle. Newcastle has showed some decent effort, but the Tigers... Uh, looking much better now that the reins have been loosened. Mitchell Moses, I wasn't certain of at all. Um, thought they might have made a mistake by letting Tamari Martin go. But since the, the reins have been freed a little bit, him and Brooks look a lot better. And James Tedesco, this bloke, 
Uh, I said earlier in the year that I love Moylan, but I think Tedesco's on another level and he just keeps proving me right every week. So I'm going to stick with the Tigers here. Yeah, I've got to go to the Tigers as well. But, geez, they've, they've started their form in the wrong half of the year, haven't they? They're, yeah. they're going to miss out in the A. They should have started this a long, long time ago. Um, yeah, and look, the Knights, they, they weren't too bad against the Roosters. Played well for in patches, but they really miss Mullen and um, just lack a bit of go forward. But, um, yeah, I, I can't tip the Knights. Well, the next uh, one... Uh, what have we got here? It's the Penrith for New Zealand. This one, I was very interested to ask you. We got two teams that we, you got your own team, then you got a team you hate tipping on the Warriors because they're so bloody inconsistent. Penrith got rid of Wunga Blake, so you'd be happy about that. They're basically both done as far as finals are concerned. The Warriors have got a, a couple of changes. Hoffman's back, Manu's going to be out. Uh, Conrad Hurrell's on the bench. A bit of a reshuffle there, but honestly, mate, um, what, what do you expect from this game? I have absolutely no idea. You got Penrith and the Warriors. And you got both sides down on confidence, down on some troops. Do you think the Pennies will just let loose now that their season's over and maybe the Warriors as well and we'll get a, a cracker? Or do you reckon this might be a stinker? Uh, yeah, it's a very, very good question. No one of Blake Penrith win this game. But, um, <laughs> look, it could be a blood or it could be um, a beauty. I think it'll be a close game. Um, but, yeah, I'm tipping the Panthers. Panthers at home, Warriors, they just don't travel. Yes, they're coming off a shocking loss and... I know their coach is under the pump and said some pretty, pretty negative things about them in the in the press this week, which will fire them up. So I think it'll be a close game, but um, I don't think it'll uh, reach any heights, that's for sure. But no Wonga Blake, Penrith win. Yeah, well, I've looked at both lineups. I kept looking at Penrith. I wanted to tip Penrith there at home. I think they'll both let loose. But on that same note, I kind of looked at the Warriors and thought, oh, Christ, surely they can't dish up these two weeks in a row. And uh, they usually get a pretty decent crowd. And I'm going to back... Uh, the Warriors, much like last week. I have no idea why I did with that awesome record the Dragons had, but um, I'm, I'm really hoping this game lives up to be a loose one now that they've both pretty much been scratched. But I'm with you after watching that press conference and Taylor's face. Hopefully the players from Penrith find a bit of spark this week after uh, their coach dropping that little bombshell. But, uh, you know, he was 100% right. 26 points even if Penrith won all their games. They're not going to be playing finals football. No. No, they don't deserve to be. Um... But yeah, they've got a fairly easy run home. They finish off with the Knights, the Panthers at home uh, at the end of the year. So um, they won't make the eight, but they can at least um, finish well away from the spoon, you would think. Yeah, well, I'm not sure, like I said, about the second tier cap. I think they may be over, but if they can get any exemptions, uh, people like Mansour on that that are still playing with Niggles, if I'm Penrith, I'd be pulling out anyone who's got a problem and start preparing for next year now. I'd be blooding anyone um, that I think's half decent. Not from the 20s, because they're probably in a position to win the comp. But if there's anyone in cup that they're possibly looking at playing grade, now's the time if they can possibly get any exemptions. Yeah, um, for sure. The last game on that Saturday, it's the Roosters versus Power. Uh, what else needs to be said? The Roosters can play with their food and eat it whenever they want. Power is ordinary, so I'm going the Roosters. Yeah, I don't think we need to speak too much about this game. I think the Roosters will win and, and, and win quite comfortably, but um, we have said it before, the Roosters can can put it in a bludger, especially against a low-ranked team, but I think this part of the year, I don't think they'll do that. No, nah, I'm with you, mate. Sunday, Canberra Raiders versus the Manly Seagulls. Uh, again, all games involving the Raiders turn out to be cracker games. It's just whenever it's close, they can't seem to close it out. And once again, uh, this one, I think it will be a close game of football, but Manly are playing way too well. Canberra, I think it's either going to be one of two. They're either going to come out really fired up or they're going to get blown off the park because their season basically ended last night. Yeah, 
once upon a time you'd, you'd look at where this game was played and if it was Canberra you'd, you'd bat Canberra but geez their home record's woeful this year and um, that's probably why I'm not picking them I'm going mainly purely because of the Raiders home record so so poor yeah and uh, I think there's a lot more to gain for me and they're red hot now that all their players are back and uh, all the dramas have been sorted out but the second Sunday game it's the Bulldogs versus the Titans I thought the Titans were quite impressive in the first half against Melbourne but um, second half they got ground out of the game Melbourne Cooper Cronk in particular and Cameron Munster had a massive game took them to pieces but uh, this one there's too much on the line for the dogs so uh, I'm going to have to back uh, the doggies to keep pushing for the, the top eight yeah this is where the doggies uh, do it every year don't they close to September they start winning they get on a roll and um, I don't expect any different differently from them this time around no, I think I'll pump my Titans yep I'm 100% with there and it wraps up Monday night the Sharkies versus the Storm in what begins a tough run home for the Storm. They've got the Sharks this week. I think next week we may get Newcastle. Then we finish with the Cowboys and the Broncos. So uh, tough times ahead. I don't want to do it, but every time I seem to do it, they get a win, and I'm willing to drop a point for it. I'm going to tip the Sharks because the way they've been playing, um, just that kind of ugly football and strangling teams of points, I think they'll get in a real grub match with uh, Melbourne and take them right into the trenches, and it's Monday night at Shark Park. So... Um, I, I haven't been overly impressed with Melbourne, to be honest. I, I've been impressed with a few individuals, but as a side, there's definitely not 80 minutes consistency like there used to be. And um, the way the Sharks are playing right now, I reckon they'll be really fired up. And, and top four's on the line for them as well. So uh, I'm going to give the Sharks the points in this one. Yeah, Sharks at home, geez, are going to be tough to beat. Um, really surprised me, uh, Cronulla, this year. I, I knew they would improve on last year, but I definitely didn't think that um, they'd be going this good. But um, I guess, you know, full credit to them. But um, the thing I'm looking forward to most in this game is um, Cameron Smith up against Paul Gallon. They don't like each other. They respect each other, but they don't like each other. There's always a bit of niggle. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we see some some, 50, some fisty cups or something happening. But it um, should be a great game. A good Monday night game for a change. Yeah, 100%. So what do you reckon, mate? You on the Stormies or the Sharks? Yeah, going to go the Sharks at home. Yeah, well, I don't really blame you. The old prison reminders it is. A very deadly place, and I completely forgot to read the odds, so I'll quickly do that now. <laughs> uh, the first game, the Cowboys and South Sydney. We've both gone the Cowboys. The bookies at William Hill agree with us. They're $1.53 favourites. South Sydney, $2.50. Outsiders, the line is minus five and a half. Uh, if you like South to keep it tight, there's a bit of multi-value with a 12 and a half, but to be honest, I think North Queensland might do a manly on them at 13 plus. That gets you $2.85. Uh, we both tipped the Broncos to bounce back. They're heavy favourites against the Dragons. They're $1.30. The Dragons, $3.55, minus 9.5. Um, good multi-value again here. The Dragons have got a good record up there, and they're a good defensive side. So if you like the 12.5 start, $1.65 you get there. Super Saturday, the Tigers, we're both on them as well. Once again, they're the favourites. $1.41 at Campbelltown Stadium. $2.95 for Newcastle, minus 7.5 is the line. Uh, I just can't back Newcastle, not the way they're going on this back run. Um, this unpredictable game between the Panthers and the Warriors, we couldn't separate them, mate, but I'll tell you what, William Hill certainly has. They've got the Penrith Panthers, $1.34. That's uh, wow. that's pretty short stuff there. $3.30. About the Warriors, minus 8.5. And, and again, if I'm going to go somewhere, if you want multi-value, that 12.5 start of uh, $1.60, I had a decent multi last week, a five-legger with the starts, and it come off... Um, I can't see Penrith blowing them off the park as bad as they've been playing. I'm sorry, but um, the Roosters and Parramatta, this one you'd expect a bit of bank interest. $1.07 with William Hill are the Roosters. Parramatta 
$8.50 minus 20 and a half. That's a huge line there. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't take the multi-value on this one, even though the Roosters do like to play around. Parramatta, not in the best of form. Canberra, outsiders at home, as you'd expect. They're $2.50. Manly, $1.53 minus five and a half. Is the line there? Um, I'm feeling a 13 plus for Manly again, to be honest. $2.85 with William Hill, if you like Manly in that regard. The Bulldogs, massive favourites. $1.16. The Titans, $5.25. Minus 14.5 is the line. This one again, um, the Titans, that they were gallant, but I'd have to go probably the 13 plus route. Not too much value at $1.68, but um, the Doggies, it's that time of year and that cracker on Monday night. It's not very often that Melbourne, even in these tight games, are the outsiders, but I think the bookies are starting to read the bit of fade in form. They've got the Sharks' favourites at home. They're $1.80. They storm $2. Minus 1.5 is the line here. Uh, 1 to 12 either way. What picky poison. We're both on the Sharkies' gossip, so we'd get $3.45. But that is all your odds from WilliamHill.com. It's your call. Get the app on your mobile phone. Jump onto the website. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure it's with WilliamHill.com. Good stuff, Gossip Champion. Uh, 50-50 game for you you blokes this week and, and a tough one for the Storm. So hopefully we're both smiling at the end of the weekend and maybe Boxhead's mob the Titans. Hopefully they come out and play the same way they did against Melbourne, just free-flowing and throw the kitchen sink at the doggies. Yeah, some good games ahead, mate. Looking forward to especially Monday night's game and, of course, Saturday night game. Would love a Panthers win. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, there's a few good ones. Hopefully the Bunnies put up a fight against the Cows and uh, Dragons, Broncos, hopefully a decent game and uh, Canberra as well. I know they're probably disappointed, but hopefully they've got a bit of fire in the belly and a cracker on Monday night. Sharkies, Melbourne, things are shaping up nicely on the run-in and uh, probably the last point, we've all been saying there's only three teams. I said this to Brock, I don't know if you agree. I think if Manly and the Bulldogs get into seventh and eighth, much like last year, there's a real possibility that we've got two teams that could win the comp from 7th and 8th. And I think the Sharks even now. Um, in the past, I would have said there's no way I think they can roll them. But they've beaten the Roosters twice. They've beaten the Cowboys twice. Someone's got to start taking them seriously as the Dark Horse. Yeah, look, I think Bulldogs are mainly definitely ones to watch from 7th and 8th because they've been there. They've played semi-final football for the past you know, five, ten years or more. Um, Sharks have been in and out of that top eight. So I think that... That may go against them a little bit, but look, who knows? Um, plenty of times we see, you know, the favourite uh, in a grand final against a complete roughie. So um, I know that's why we love the game. It's unpredictable. Who knows? Mate, 100%. Fingers crossed we all get wins this weekend. Interesting to see how these tips play out, but have a good one, mate. Enjoy. Yep. Thanks, buddy. See you next week. A big thanks, as always, goes to Mr. Gossip. Catch up with him on Twitter at his handle, at NRL Gossip, and on Facebook, just type NRL Gossip into the search bar, as well as all the links on our page for NRL Gossip. Um, and all those odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. There's no better place to have a bet. It's your call. Get the app on your mobile phone. Go onto the website, and uh, we have to thank them, as always. We've got our charity account this year. I had another win on the weekend for our charity of choice for 2015, which is the New South Wales and ACT Guide Dogs Association, who do some great work. And uh, our previous charities of choice, the Shepherd Centre and obviously the Starlight Foundation last year. So uh, all good causes if you want to make a donation. So big thanks to William Hill for letting us have a, a charity account for them. And keep your eyes open, obviously, for our Pick the Score competitions from William Hill. Your chance to win a $100 free bet. We do four every weekend. So look on the NRL Gossip page an hour before kickoff for most games. 
And uh, there'll be four selected games where we put those competitions up and you have a great chance to win uh, a $100 free bet. But another sponsor who doesn't mind a punt, it's the NRL Profits. They help you out against the bookies. So if you're tired of constantly losing money to those bookies, it's time you join the NRL Profits. Over 70 units of profit in the 2014 season. The service includes quality betting recommendations for rugby league, including NRL and Super League. So you get the best of both competitions there. The NRL Profits has a special offer to all the listeners of the fifth and last NRL podcast. It's a 10% discount off the Access All Profits packages. So visit nrlprofits.com forward slash fifth and last to take advantage and profit with the profits. But wrapping things up, um, obviously you've got your reviews of the Fast Five. We've done some of your questions earlier with Brock. He obviously had to go to training, and we record this part later with Mr. Gossip. So I've got some fan forum questions up here. Uh, I've touched on anyone that asked about the Sharks making the finals and their chances. That's in our match reviews there. So Aaron Hillier and a couple other blokes that asked about the Sharkies. You'll find that we've talked about um, that earlier in the piece there and anything about the TV deal also. There's a fair few people that asked about that. That's also right at the start. Um, we, we cover that. So uh, personal thoughts, people saying Channel 9 having too much control. I think the simple answer in all this is money talks. Um, you know, the, the structure of how things work, it's all about the dollar bill. The NRL's cashed in early. Um, is that the right idea? Only time will tell, but they've obviously cashed in right now because the ratings are through the roof. I know the crowds aren't so great, but everything's heading that way. We're, we're a technology generation. We get everything at our fingertips. Things just seem so easy. My biggest gripe, if you wanted to ask me about the TV deal, is I'm a fan of Monday Night Football. I know the crowds aren't great, but I love the feeling of coming home on a Monday after work, and it's basically a reward Monday night for me. Thursday night kind of feels false. I don't think I'd be happy because I associate watching footy on Friday night with my weekend beginning, so um, that'd be like a false high. Like, yeah, the footy's on, but I've got to get up at 5 in the morning and uh, head to work, so not a big fan of uh, the idea of Thursday night football and Sean Chan, Dave Butler. Uh, we've talked about the, the top 25 and you've said about starting a club or if you're going into a club, need to do a little bit of research for that one. So keep your eyes out. Um, end of the year when we do our season review, I might spend a bit of time there um, and I'll just pretend maybe I'm the Brisbane Bombers or the Perth uh, Pirates if that was going to come in the West Coast Pirates and see what I'd do as far as a top 25 marquee players, um, some solid first graders, etc., etc. Uh, but a few more questions before we go. I'll do my best to answer them without Brock. Matthew French, who am I tipping to replace Rabs as lead caller at Channel 9 when he moves on? Well, simple answer. I've been doing a bit of commentary this year, mate. I'll do it for free. I don't want to get paid. I'll do it for free. Uh, but in all honesty, absolutely no idea. I'm hearing they're looking at, uh, obviously, Warren Smith from Fox. I think he's a pretty good caller. Matty Thompson, you hear sometimes on the Sundays there, I think uh, he, he's around, but he hasn't uh, obviously had a lot of experience. Vossi probably would have been one of the ones up for the job, but they obviously had that falling out with Ray Hadley and et cetera, et cetera, who's probably the number two on that network, but he's really tied up with the radio. So it's a pretty pretty big uh, free-for-all, but I think if they were going to put their money on someone, they might go after um, someone like Warren Smith maybe to head up the call team when Rabs retires. But God forbid when he does retire, the man's uh, just It's one of those things. It's like Richie Benner. You associate your rugby league with uh, Rabs just like you used to associate um, the cricket in the summertime with the legendary... Richie Benno. Looking again here, what teams have had the best and worst recruitment for next year from Joseph Palazzi? Uh, off the top of my head, mate, I haven't got a real good chance to have a look this afternoon um, at the recruitment. So again, that, that'd be something we look at when we do our season reviews looking towards next year. I'm sorry, um, you know, obviously can't answer that one right now, but 
when we get into that time of year, we'll look at obviously how the seasons play out and what they're looking at um, heading into 2016. Brad O'Kane, thoughts on Mason possibly getting two to three X and Shiloh playing next week. Obviously, Shiloh is playing next week. Mason will get two to three. Um, I thought he got tied up. Uh, it's a bit unfortunate. David Crellin, next Panthers junior, make his first grade debut. Mate, there's a nice little crop sitting there. Eddie Iono, I mentioned a winger centre. He's been 18th man a few times, but I think they've got some second tier issues. Corey Harawira from the under-20s is a good back rower. Tyron Mays a really good number six. Brent Naden in the centres. they they got a really good crop of kids. You've obviously seen Robbie Jennings this year, but um, they, they probably won't get touched just because uh, you know the, the 20s are doing quite well, so is New South Wales Cup and first grade's done. So you won't see probably any of those kids get taken right now. As far as the injuries, everyone's brought this up. You, you'd be worried about it if they were soft tissue injuries, but that's, the fact of the matter is they're not. There's been broken bones. There's been some uh, some pretty severe injuries. If it was like injuries from breaking down and overtraining in soft tissue, uh, different story. But, yeah, that's that's nothing that Penrith can control. That's just bad luck. Uh, what else have we got? Adam Bain, what does the NRL need to do to grow the game internationally? I live in the USA and have done for almost 10 years now. Most people have heard of Rugby Union, but almost no one has heard of League. Strangers League is the best game by far. P.S. Go the Doggies. Uh, in that regard, mate, I think it's as simple as that Union's been moved into the college system over there. They've obviously got the seven circuit. Uh, there's some decent players, I've seen, probably run around in the sevens and that, but uh, you know the Rugby League internationally over there, when they've had those comps, some of the better players have been the NRL players or some of the fringe players over there. But, yeah, I think that that's the big foothold they've got there. The fact that the union's in some of the colleges now and it's probably a little more well-known internationally. Uh, what can rugby league do to do it better? Probably the same thing. They should be trying to cut in to setups like that. Who knows what they could do if they put a little time and investment, maybe trying to push it into uh, college systems or a setup similar to what the union has over there because uh, it's starting to pay dividends. I've seen some pretty quality players in uh, some of those college union games over in the USA. Again, I apologise to our man, uh, Mihal Philip or Mihal, I'm sorry, mate. You're going to have to send me in uh, letters, like a breakdown of how to pronounce it properly because I'm terrible. But Mihal Philip, best hitter you've seen or played against? Oh, seen? Oh, Adrian Morley used to put a fair whack on. Steve Maddai, since I've been alive, I don't know about Brock, but yeah, there's a couple of good ones. Played against? Probably Josh Papali. Um, sometimes when I, when I was in the under-20s there at Canberra, one of the the worst memories I had, I had a pretty bung knee near the back end of one of the seasons there, and they put us in the sand pits because we had a really bad night. Oh, sorry, a really bad game on the weekend and got beaten up pretty bad. I think the Warriors beat us by 40, so they put us in there to work at our D, and I got partnered up with this massive 17-year-old who was in our team dominating. Uh, I ran out of him. He just folded me a couple of times, and I've seen him knock a few people over. And an underrated one that I played against was probably Dale Finucane, um you see him chop some blokes down, but I'm telling you what, you look at him first up, you think he's a bean pole, you run at him, he's got some really, really good technique. He chops you hard. So, yeah, for me, played against Dale Finuka and definitely Papali, who was a teammate. But, yeah, he smoked me a few times in that sand pit, which was not fun at all. But uh, that pretty much wraps everything up. Oh, sorry, i got one more here. Jordan Palmer, do you think the Storm could be high on the ladder if Slater was playing uh, other than Munster, like everyone says. I personally think Munster is doing a great job and has been one of their best players this year. Mate, he's come along in leaps and bounds. He's fantastic. He's developing well. I'm sure Melbourne are going to lock him up. He trains with Billy most days. He's got great exposure and, and some great assets there. And Craig Bellamy in the big three, teaching him. He's the future of the Storm. There's no doubt about it. But I think the numbers prove when Billy's there, they're a much better attacking side. They've got a much better winning record. But the best thing is they've grown why he's been out. Uh, and I think we're better with both of them in there. Obviously, if Billy was there and 100% healthy, he'd be the fullback. 
And I'm sure with Man leaving right now, I'm telling you, Munster will be somewhere next year, most likely that left centre position. They'll probably put five or so kilos on him, work on his defence, and he'll, he'll find a spot in that side temporarily until the time comes when he'll usurp the throne and uh, obviously take control of that jersey in the Melbourne Storm side. But, yeah, he's grown to be a hell of a player. So uh, really, really happy as a Melbourne man seeing his development. Just quickly going to have a look at Twitter here and see if we had any other questions before we wrap things up with the fan forums. No, nothing else happening on there, so that wraps us up all there. you got your gossip, you got your match reviews. I've given you all the odds thanks to WilliamHill.com, Fast Five, and a bit of a fan forum. Again, Sean Chand and uh, Dave Butler, like I said, end of the year, we'll do that top 25 in our season reviews. Anyone that asked about the Sharks, that's been covered. Anyone that's asked about the TV deal, we've done a little bit at the start about that. But we're shaping up nicely here. Four weeks to go, the run home is on. Is it just that top three? Are the Sharks a real threat? We're going to find out they've got a tough game. And Melbourne just making up the numbers. The South floundering. Can the Dogs and Manly potentially get in at 7th and 8th and be a real premiership threat? These are the questions that are going to be answered on the run home. But big thanks to WilliamHill.com. Get some help from the NRL Profits and enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Give us more, give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.